Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from Neath the Fiery Cross on a hillside in an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Well, you've heard about the battle of old New Orleans, where old General Jackson gave the British beans. The Yankees did the red coats up slew slick for the catch upon the pound, but then they rolled up on the print. Wash him up the gum tree, coolie on the stump. Wash him up the gum tree, coolie on the stump. Wash him up the gum tree, coolie on the stump. Over double troubles in Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, 10 Ways to Change a Liberal's Mind. Have you ever talked with a liberal and made a comment that shuts him down completely? Trump sure is getting a raw deal with that FBI raid, isn't he? His eyes go glassy and he starts to look for the exit. Or he repeats something automatically like, Trump deserves anything he gets. This orange man bad mantra is often called Trump derangement syndrome. It effectively shuts down all communication between disagreeing sides and prevents any kind of meaningful meaningful dialogue, even between good friends or family members. Even intelligent people who are suffering greatly from Biden-slash-liberal policies through loss of jobs, high gas and oil prices, rapid inflation, high taxes, or curbs on religious freedoms, won't be able to change their minds and consider voting for a conservative or moderate candidate once he is somehow linked to Donald Trump. They say if Trump is for it, then I'm against it, even if that means they pay $5 a gallon for gas, can't get formula for their babies, or can't afford to heat their homes this winter. Why does this happen? How do people make up their minds, and why do they stubbornly refuse to change them? 
You would think that people would evaluate important issues logically, like a math equation where 2 plus 2 equals 4. But this is not true with beliefs, especially when politics is involved. Keith M. Belzey, professor of human development and family sciences from the University of Connecticut, is among many who study cognitive, psychological, and neuroscience. And his article on subject is a good start. He explains that there are survival senses that are hardwired into our brains that actually cause stubborn adherence to wrong beliefs. Belief per perseverance is one such system, being presented with facts, whether via the news, social media, or one-on-one -on -one conversations, that suggest their current beliefs are wrong, causes people to feel threatened. They will reject the evidence, and often their original beliefs will become stronger. Confirmation bias is the natural tendency to seek out information or interpret things in a way that supports your existing beliefs. Interacting with like-minded people and media reinforces confirmation bias. This is why liberals watch MSNBC and conservatives watch Fox. The brain itself isn't a isn't itself is hardwired hard to reinforce existing opinions and beliefs, even if this may cause harm. When you win an argument, your body releases a rush of pleasurable hormones like dopamine and adrenaline. In a high stress or threatening situation, cortisol is released, which depresses your logical mind and triggers the more basic part of your brain, which controls flight or fight. You see red, voices are raised, fists get clenched, and it's much more difficult to understand what the other side is saying. Other sociologists have identified other biases that affect logical versus emotional thinking. People, believing people from your tribe. Humans developed in tri tri tribal cultures, which continue to this day, you are much less likely to believe an outsider. Nowadays, a tribe is not just a reference to ethnicity or religion, but also belief systems and global warming or abortion, where members are easily identified by how they look or what they say. The Big Lie People, by nature, are well-intentioned, and they assume that others are as well. So when they hear a lie, they tend to believe it. Interestingly, the bigger the lie, the more likely it is to be believed because they assume that no one was something of such importance. All of these factors are related to survival, going back to the earliest days of mankind. If you constantly have to be reevaluating your beliefs, such as growling tigers are a reason to run, then you might consider having a chat with such a tiger and end up being his lunch. So how can you reach people with closed minds? Number one, be from within their tribe. 
start by reinforcing what the two of you have in common. You may have lived in the same city, had similar jobs, or similar backgrounds. Two, get permission to discuss. Would you like to tell me about your views on global warming? This makes the idea of a discussion non-threatening. Three, revolve, resolve never to argue or raise your voice. Don't threaten or invoke fear. If things start to become a little heated, then withdraw. We can always discuss this later, or now may not be the time to discuss this. Getting into a heated argument is going to activate the liberal's lizard brain and end logical reasoning. Four, start small. Don't try to convince the liberal that Donald Trump is the next George Washington. Go for a smaller issue that doesn't challenge one of his core beliefs. Should Iran have a nuclear weapon? Or would it be good for China to control our farmland? Number five, pick topics where you are well-versed. Most of the people you will be talking with know very little factual information. They are used to hearing talking points and then parroting them back to you. Six, ask questions. There is nothing threatening about asking an honest question, especially about that something that is important to the liberal. Make it clear that you are open and willing to listen to his side and willing to change your mind. There is a brain-slash-hormone thrill associated with converting someone to his side that will entice him to interact. Your openness models good behavior. If you are willing to change your mind, then he should be open-minded as well. Number seven, ask why. Few can survive three whys in a row. The brainwashed rarely know the logic behind what they, are, what they parrot. Number eight, focus on common sense and fairness. Does it make sense to spend $2 trillion to lower global temperature by 0. 0.0006 degrees? Does it seem fair to make a middle-class worker who never went to college pay for the student loan of a Harvard graduate with a woman's studies degree? Number nine, if you start to see the liberals' resistance crumbling, share how you used to feel, share how you used to feel, how he did, but you, man but you changed your mind when you learned new information. And number 10, if you get him to change his mind on one topic, don't gloat or insist that he admit he was wrong. Just say, I'm glad we had a chance to discuss this. I learned a lot from you. I hope we can talk again in the future. Then come back another time with a different topic that is more important. Changing minds is not a quick process. Patience and self-control are essential. Unless we can learn how to speak to our fellow Americans in a kind and understanding manner, we will never heal the divide in our nation.
sit and watch our country crumble, you complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones, a government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want. The change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help. Looking for a fight? You'll find it with Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio, only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Okay, uh, welcome back. Now, before I get into this evening's uh, news articles, I'm sure everybody noticed uh, the different intro music to the show. This will be the intro uh, music to the show. Uh, it is titled uh, Old Zip Coon. Uh, Zip Coon was uh, a person portrayed uh, back in the uh, minstrel show days. Uh, so I guess uh, uh, any older listeners that are listening will know exactly what I mean. Uh, if you don't, uh, Google uh, Zipcoon, and uh, that, that is where the song comes from. Now, the reason for the change, uh, last week, I just happened to Google the Rust Belt Clansman, just to see where all the show was being uh, broadcast. And I came across this on Reddit. Uh, it's a, uh, I guess, now the old song was uh, Hail to King uh, by a band named Avenge Sevenfold. And this must be, I thought uh, uh, fan clubs uh, went out in like the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, but apparently not, because 
uh, this thing on Reddit, and you know, I'm not really even sure what Reddit is, uh, if it's just, you know, a site for um, kids, uh, fan clubs, or, or what it is, I have no idea. Uh, but anyhow, uh, it's an Event Sevenfold, I uh, guess, profile, and it must be, uh, from what I gather, it is a, a fan club, um, not just uh, a little kids, uh, but there uh, must be some adults uh, in this uh, fan club, too. But anyhow, uh, the uh, post that uh, uh, they put up is, Hail to the King used as a KKK radio theme music. So someone somehow listened to the Rust Belt Klansman show, this uh, fan club of Event Sevenfold, and... Uh, uh, they were uh, kind of upset that I was using a Hail to the King. Uh, some of the comments here I have to read. Um, now this first person posted uh, the F's God. That is the person's name. Uh, or their profile name. The F word God. And this person said, I would love to know exactly how they feel the lyrics to this song could possibly relate to them. Well, uh, you know, after these people uh, cried about uh, uh, the song title that I was using, I'm sure many are probably listening to the show now. Uh, so, uh, Hail to the King, to me and everybody that listens to music, knows that a song can mean a particular thing to any certain person. Now, Hail to the King meant to me uh, I took those lyrics as what was ha going to happen when uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ, made his triumphant return. About bodies hanging in the streets, uh, uh, the government taking our rights. That is what uh, uh, the song meant to me. Uh, and somebody else, um, Waxman 8... <laughs> said, uh, bet they think King is white people and everyone kneels to them. Disgusting. Uh, you know, so uh, this is what this person thought, uh, you know, uh, that I thought uh, King meant. Uh, you know, I will say this, and I say this on the show all the time, and uh, just for uh, any of these uh, fan club members uh, are, are listening, uh, uh, white people don't feel that we are king. We are superior, but man didn't make us superior. God did. The white race is God's chosen people in the Bible. So if you want to say king, uh, we only have one king, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But uh, God did make the uh, white race supreme. So uh, there you go for that. And then somebody else here, uh, uh, psychological pie. 84, wrote. Uh, I think this would be the fastest way to stop this. Now, uh, what somebody wanted to do uh, in an earlier uh, post, because there was like 30 uh, posts on this, uh, was contact the band and uh, have their attorney uh, send me a cease and desist order uh, for using that song. Now, uh, I talked to an attorney, and uh, I was told... Uh, as long as this isn't copyrighted, written, uh, that I could use it. I, I was able to use it. If it wasn't uh, the whole song, uh, 
uh, and didn't have a copyright, I could use it. Uh, but they told me, this, this attorney told me, go ahead and keep using it until you get a cease and desist letter, because chances are uh, a bunch of uh, kids and, uh, you know, uh, young adults that are still into fan clubs, uh, you know, probably still, uh, well, they'd almost have to live at home uh, and not have a life, because I don't know anybody that would have a girlfriend or a wife uh, that would put up with uh, them posting uh, on a fan website. Um, then this Captain Digital Pirate, uh, he wrote, uh, fingers crossed the public doesn't try canceling A7X, now this is abbreviation for Event Sevenfold, or try turning the song into the KKK's theme. Our boys deserve better than that, uh, and so does one of their best songs. It's sad such things exist that they are that they are trying to corrupt such good things in the world. Uh, now, um, I don't know how anybody, you know, you know, lots of things on TV, uh, even the news uh, song. Uh, say it is a leftist podcast that they have an intro song to, you know, I don't automatically tie that song in with the leftists. Uh, that would be kind of uh, childlike thinking to think that someone would hear a song to the intro to a show and then tie that band in with whatever the show uh, is about. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the comments continue uh, uh, throughout and, uh, you know, th this one, now, listen, I don't change what I do or say to suit anybody. doesn't happen. I have a voice, and I will use that voice. And uh, on my show, I will do uh, what I please on my show. I will use the music that I want to use on my show, period. So the show intro didn't change because these panty-wearing fan club members said so, because they had a problem with it. I could care less uh, about these uh, panty-wearing uh, fan club members. Uh, I could totally care less. The reason for the change is this one comment. Uh, now, it starts out this person, naturally, uh, takes the Lord's name in vain, number one. Uh, that his his first words. Uh, it said that's embarrassing. Someone should forward Matt's Black Lives Matter piece he wrote for Revolver magazine a couple years ago to the radio station. Bet they would stop playing their music. So Matt, I take it as a band member uh, of Avenged Sevenfold. You know, I don't even know uh, the names of the band members or you know, anything about the band. I just liked the song and used it. But I'll say this. I, nor the show, supports anyone, nobody, that supports Black Lives Matter. So that is the reason uh, for the change. Uh, I was unaware that uh, Avenged Sevenfold uh, supported Black Lives Matter, or I assure you, uh, this song would never, ever, uh, have been used. So that is the reason for the change. So if any of the um, 
uh, panty-wearing uh, 70s fan club people out there listening to the show, uh, this wasn't changed uh, to suit you because uh, I could care less about you. Or uh, Event Sevenfold as far as that goes. So uh, anyhow, uh, my loyal listeners, that is the reason uh, for the change. Um, but I just wanted to make clear, this is the only reason uh, that I am bringing this up. Is so my listeners, my loyal listeners know that I don't bow down to anybody. I don't change. Uh, I'm not a chameleon. Uh, I don't change uh, to a leftist when I'm around leftists. Uh, I am a conservative. I am a God-fearing man, and that isn't going to change. I'm not going to change uh, to suit somebody else. But then again, like I said, neither I nor the show support Black Lives Matter, and anybody that does support Black, Black Lives Matter, the, neither neither the show would have anything to do with. So that is the reason uh, for the name change. Now, if there are still uh, uh, some of the uh, fan club members, uh, <laughs> I have to laugh every time I see a picture. And uh, one of these uh, uh, comments on there said, uh, probably still lives in his parents' basement. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I kind of thought that was funny coming from an adult that's still in a uh, fan club. Uh, you know, I, and I honestly did. I thought fan clubs went out in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, I know my sisters uh, grew up around Sean Cassidy's days. Uh, he was a big um, uh, idol back in the day, and I think they belonged to the fan clubs. Uh, you know, you would get little buttons and stickers and uh, uh, fake letters signed by these uh, uh, people, and uh, I guess they still exist because Event Sevenfold uh, has one. So if uh, there are any of the uh, um, these uh, uh, mighty uh, fan club members still listening, I have an article uh, here. I'm going to open the show with this article uh, just to show you what Black Lives Matter stands for, what they are. Now, uh, loyal listeners to my show already know how I feel. Black Lives Matter, uh, the slogan, and the organization is hypocritical. So hypocritical, it's even laughable. Because there is more black-on-black crime in America than white-on-black, law enforcement-on-black, and other non-white-on-black combined. There are still more black-on-black crimes. So Black Lives Matter don't even matter to black people. Uh, you know, they took advantage. Uh, uh, they know how to try to make a quick buck. Uh, we'll put it that way. Uh, you had uh, Fentanyl Floyd, uh, unfortunately, overdosed under the knee of a, uh, not unfortunately overdosed, but un- it's unfortunate that he overdosed under the knee of a white police officer. Uh, and then, you know, it, that uh, started the riots, the looting, the burning of cities. This is how um, uh, blacks, uh, I guess, celebrated uh, George Floyd's uh, junkie life by uh, robbing people, burning cities to the ground, uh, looting stores empty. Uh, They didn't care about junkie George. They could have cared less. This was an opportunity to get free stuff. Uh, 
and how many uh, Black Lives leaders have been caught taking millions out of the tills for things like mansions. Uh, Sean King bought a uh, dog, I believe, a $40,000 dog. Uh, out of uh, uh, contributions to Black Lives Matter. This money doesn't even go to um, try to help black lives. It goes to whoever's uh, black fingers clutch that cash. This article comes from the Washington Examiner. And the headline is, Does Black Lives Matter Care About Black Lives or White Money? Well, just what I just said there about uh, the Black Lives Matter, we already know what it's about. It's about, about cash. Whitey's cash. Uh, has a political activist group ever fallen from grace quicker than the once-beloved Black Lives Matter? After leading the outrage in 2020 over George Floyd's death and collecting tens of millions of dollars in donations, the group has repeatedly... Ex- has been repeatedly exposed for using these funds on personal expenses. Instead of the social justice causes the group claimed they supported. After multiple reports earlier this year of Black Lives Matter using donations to buy mansions, yet another group leader has been accused of stealing more than $10 million from its charitable contributions. Uh, now, they don't mention this, uh, Sean King uh, used $40,000 to buy a dog. Uh, Sean King thought more of a dog than what he does about a black life. Uh, as the Washington Examiner's Andrew Kerr reported, Black Lives Matter Grassroots, the nonprofit organization representing Black Lives Matter chapters throughout the nation, accused uh, Salamoya Bowers the leader of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, of siphoning over $10 million to Bowers Consulting Firm. A lawsuit filed Thursday in the Los Angeles Superior Court accuses Bowers of treating the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation as a personal piggy bank. Given the left-wing organization's troubles, it raises the legitimate question. What does Black Lives Matter really care about? Black lives? or white money. I use the phrase white money because that is what Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Colliers called it after she was exposed for using millions of dollars in donations. Huh, see there? Now even a Black Lives Matter uh, leader made a fool out of white people that donated to the organization. She called it white money. She knows that black people didn't uh, contribute. They don't give money. They take money. So, you know, it is white money. And, you know, many places like Coca-Cola, Starbucks, uh, many businesses that bowed down to 13% of the population. They bowed down, lost business, and then come back kissing Whitey's ass. Uh, uh, to get their business back. You know, I said, uh, you know, you can't, uh, once they did that, once they decided to cater to 13% of the population, that's what's in their hearts. They didn't change. They're just going bankrupt. 
So, you know, uh, still, and I've said this many times on the show, uh, my favorite drink was the Diet Coca-Cola. Uh, when it came out to Coke, I was training its uh, uh, employees how to be less white. Guess what? I quit drinking Coca-Cola. Uh, uh, I don't support uh, things like this. Just why? And it, this goes along with why <coughs> the intro changed to the show. Not because some uh, uh, man and woman children to a, a little uh, fan club made an impact. Absolutely not. You know, uh, these are the people that are problems in the world. Uh, sitting in the basement, uh, texting and uh, uh, talking about their band all day long while the world around them, or the country at least around them, crumbles. All they care about is that music. Music will save us. Uh, I can hide in a corner and put on headphones and forget about the world. The music just takes my mind away. Now, that's pretty idiotic and asinine thinking, but you know, a lot of people do. And I will admit, uh, music is a good tool um, to relax, but it can't consume your life to, where, to the point where uh, you're going to uh, join a fan club and worry about who's using what song from that band when you've got bigger problems to worry about in America. Uh, so these people are the problems, not the solutions. So uh, just like I quit drinking Coca-Cola because they were supporting Black Lives Matter, I quit using Avenged Sevenfold's Hail to the King song because they support Black Lives Matter. Um, the story continues here. Uh, I use, okay, we already read that. Uh, and Callers was right, calling this white money. Uh, it was largely holier-than-thou white people or sanctimonious corporations run by white people who donated. And they did so out of a misguided obligation to stop an alleged injustice that was never occurring in the first place and has been debunked Time and time again. You hear it all the time on the shows debunking uh, uh, this idea of uh, racism in America. And, you know, uh, even some of the comments. Um, this goes to show you uh, how when some people will open their mouth, uh, they should keep it shut. Uh, because this fan club, they didn't say what section or what sect of the Ku Klux Klan. And I've discussed this on the show many times. There's 43 or 46 different clans in America. Uh, people that live in the basement and belong to fan clubs and read Revolver magazine all the time. See, they don't realize this. They think the Ku Klux Klan, and many people do think that it is just one big organization. It is not. So there's some more education. Uh, I, I, I imagine some of these uh, fan club members, if they are listening, they're dropping off left and right uh, here. Uh, they've heard enough. Uh, if this happened on Wall Street, Democrats and other left-wing agitators would be up in arms, whining about capitalism, systemic racism, and white privilege. But, but because it is Black Lives Matter, 
No one has said or done anything. But in reality, no one should be surprised by this. The actions of Black Lives Matter founders are typical of leftist and Marxist Marxist regimes and organizations. It's not any new recipe for success. It's been the same formula for decades. And I will add, this is typical here in America. Want, want, want. Take, take, take. They never give. Never give. Uh, You know, um, some of you might be surprised that most of Black Lives Matter money come from whitey. I'm not surprised because the black black people uh, don't contribute anything to anyone. Most. Most don't. We'll say that. Not all of them. Um, I'm sure there are many hardworking black people in America, but I'm talking the majority. Uh, 13% of our population commits over 50% of our crimes. Most are committed by black males. So the 13%, that's male and female, and children, uh, which are just as uh, uh, deadly, uh, even as children. So if it's mostly black males, you could probably, uh, well, cut 13% in half. 6.5% of our population commits over 50% of our crimes. That's not racist. To have a problem with that. That's not racist at all. You know, I wouldn't care if they were purple. If America had a 13% population of purple people and they committed over half of our crimes, guess what? I'd have something in for the purple people. I wouldn't like them. So, uh, the story continues here. First, they target a demographic and indoctrinate them to believe they are marginalized and oppressed. Do you know who did that? First, they target. you know who they is? The Jew. Now, if you put that, the word they, take they out of that. And replace that with Jew. First, the Jew target a demographic and indoctrinate them to believe they are marginalized and oppressed. Make sense now? Now are you getting it? I've said it many times on the show. The Jew picked the uh, less intelligent race to try to manipulate. Uh, you know, it's easy to it's easier to malip- manipulate a dumbass than it is somebody that's intelligent. That's why they picked them. And they don't even realize they're pawns. They don't even realize they're pawns. And the Jew picked them, and this isn't racist to say either, if there's still uh, listeners to the fan club, this isn't racist to say either. Um, on average, the average black person's IQ is 70. That's borderline retarded. Borderline retarded. That's not saying all of them, but the average. So the black people you pass going down the street and these people that uh, uh, you hail and donated money to uh, and things like that and support this BS, guess what? The average one's retarded. Average one's retarded. And we saw from the the riots, which our government called peaceful protests in uh, the summer of 2020, what does burning cities, looting stores empty, 
pulling people from their vehicles and beating the hell out of them at uh, stop signs, stop lights. Uh, uh, there was one instance where um, they tried to cement police officers in their uh, uh, police precinct and burn that to the ground. What does that have to do with a black junkie, a criminal junkie at that? Uh, George Floyd did three stints in prison over drugs, uh, home and two home invasions, uh, one of a pregnant woman. And uh, let's not forget, police didn't target George Floyd. He he got he got himself in the mess he did by trying to uh, pass a fake twenty dollar bill for a pack of cigarettes. Had money for meth and fentanyl, which was in his system, but couldn't afford a pack of cigarettes. Huh. And this is what uh, anybody that supports Black Lives Matter, this is what they support. This is Black Lives Matter heroes. This is black people's heroes. Uh, you wonder why, probably, they commit over 50% of the crime. Look at the heroes. George Floyd, I remember when that uh, was happening, they took around a hologram across the nation, shooting a picture of George Floyd up into the sky, hailing a scumbag junkie as a hero. Uh, another hero <coughs> to the blacks, Al Sharpton. He's the biggest promoter of violence uh, that comes to mind, other than uh, Martin Luther King, which is another hero. Uh, Martin Luther King was no more than a communist, drug-using womanizer. Uh, you know, nobody ever talks about, you know, and we have a holiday for this scumbag in America. This guy actually watched two of his friends rape a white woman. Now, this is the heroes, and you wonder why this nation is so screwed up when you have 13% of your population, and this is their heroes? You wonder why we have a problem? Uh, the story continues. Next, they use these people to sow the seeds of discontent through confrontation and chaos, fighting against a common oppressor under the guise of a struggle for justice and equality. Sound familiar? I said this. Uh, I say this on the show all the time. The Jew whispers in Blackie's ear, "Hey, Whitey's oppressing you. Hey, Whitey owes you something." And all the while, the Jew would never admit. But you can look up the uh, ship logs. Uh, I don't tell you something uh, that I haven't already. If I haven't already looked into it. I don't say it, or I tell you, uh, I don't know this for a fact, but I saw uh, shipping logs. The Jew won't tell Blackie that, hey, uh, we're the ones that went over and took you from Africa. Uh, you come over on our ships. It wasn't Whitey. They don't say that. They don't say that. And everybody does that listens to the show what I think are reparations. If black people want reparations, they need to go to who enslaved them. We didn't. We didn't. They were bought from black slave owners in Africa. So if you truly want reparations, go back to the motherland and get them from your black uh, slave owners, where you originated from. Whitey doesn't owe you a dime. We didn't bring you here. Uh, and uh, when Abraham Lincoln freed you, uh, he didn't want you here any longer either. His plan was to send every black person 
that was a slave here right back to Africa because he knew what would happen. Here we are. Uh, now, I know some people like uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln and some people don't, but that is fact that Abraham Lincoln wanted to send the black people back to Africa after he freed them. Uh, so like him or not, that was the plan. Now we see uh, we see what happened because they weren't. So uh, regardless if you like Abraham Lincoln or you don't, he was right. He was right. He knew what was going to happen, and here we are. Uh, then the leaders enjoy the opulence from the decadence and nothing ever changes for the alleged aggrieved people. Finally, the oppressed continue living in the same situation as before, just with a different administration. Huh. Imagine that. And you still, you see how the black people are crying. Oh, Biden isn't doing anything for me. We're not getting handouts. That was never the plan, dumbass. That was never the plan. Uh, <laughs> you fell right into it. So, you know, uh, it's kind of like, uh, was you ever out in public and you fall and you hurry up, you jump up so and look around, make sure nobody saw you fall? You would think black people today, when they seen how they were used uh, as asses, <laughs> would like quietly slither back under the rocks that they crawled out of and keep their mouth shut instead of keeping their little uh, uh, march going. You would think that they would be ashamed. But, you know, uh, some have realized that they were used as pawns, but many have not. Uh, the article here, simply put, Black Lives Matter hustled people. Imagine that. And I've said this on the show. I've been doing uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show now for uh, several years. Uh, before the Rust Belt Klansman, I did shows. Uh, shows that uh, they were all banned and, uh, you know, kicked off of uh, uh, platforms. I've been removed and banned from just about any platform you can think of. But uh, I've said this the whole time. You know, Black Lives Matter is a joke. The slogan and the organization. Uh, they use tragic situations to manipulate sympathetic people into funding luxurious lifestyles for the group's leadership. Hmm. And, you know, they, uh, it's interesting that they say sympathetic people. That is one bad trait of white people. They are too sympathetic, but not for their own people. They are sympathetic for other races, and I think the reason for that is, um, you know, white people, for the most part, are known for their intelligence. You have the non-white people that are, well, like blacks, and I, this is just blacks that I have the statistics for, with an average IQ of 70, and, you know, people feel sorry for them. Uh, just like when you were in school. Uh, and you went out on the playground, and there was always that one child that was, uh, um, well, a few a few French fries short of a Happy Meal. And, you know, uh, people would feel sorry for that child and, in a way, uh, make themselves believe that it was their fault. See, that's what's going on with the white race. 
now that anybody would even donate or support Black Lives Matter is they feel guilty because they're dumb. They're dumb. Is that Whitey's fault? Of course not. Should we pay to uh, 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 give luxurious, like here, uh, luxurious lifestyles because they're dumb? Of course not. I say this all the time. You can't take an inferior race and try to mix it in with a superior race and think that everybody's going to come out equal. That, that can't happen. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. You could take, um, okay, well, uh, take roses and uh, mix that with dog crap and mix it all together because you feel sorry because the dog crap stinks. So you mix it in with the roses and guess what? It still stinks. It still stinks. You can't change it. You can't change... Um, you can't change God's creations. You can't. Uh, the article ends here. Furthermore, there is little, if any, evidence that Black Lives Matter has done anything to facilitate the change they claimed they wanted in the country. So how many millions of dollars does one charitable organization need to steal from its donations? It's long past time to point out that black lives really doesn't care about black lives. White money is their goal. And it probably always has been. Of course it has been. It always has been, it is now, and it always will be. Whitey's money. So, uh, uh, I can't remember uh, uh, what person had made that comment there on Reddit that uh, somebody ought to contact Matt and have them send him an article uh, from Revolver Magazine. I'll bet they quit using that uh, music because of N7 Sevenfold. They support Black Lives Matter. Well, you know what? If there's still any of you little pansy, panty-wearing uh, people still listening, why don't you send this article to Event uh, Sevenfold? Send them this one. You send me the one from Revolver Magazine, and I'll read it. And you send them this one and let them read it. You've already heard it if you're listening. Man, I'm quite sure you are. I'm sure you are. So, uh, there you have it. We'll change uh, uh, news articles. Send me the one from a Revolver magazine, and you can send this one to Event Sevenfold. And you know what? Guess what? You know what my article's full of? Facts. Facts and statistics. So, uh, but you know, uh, your typical... Uh, uh, leftist liberal, or your typical uh, adult that would still belong to uh, uh, teeny bopper uh, fan clubs, would never admit it. I'll bet you if any one of them uh, fan club members that listened, 
didn't get it. They're, they're probably sitting there, oh, the KKK, listen to that bigot. Listen to that white supremacist. Yeah, listen to me. Listen to me giving you facts and statistics. Not BS, not something I made up. Not something some other white man told me to say. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see what I have here next. Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, this next one here is a no-brainer. Uh, this comes from the news source, Washington Times. And the headline to this is, Only American citizens should vote in American elections. Now, how stupid does that sound uh, in our own country? How many countries throughout the world do you think that you could invade as a white person to where they would let you vote? Uh, the article here, in 2014, Samuel Swift Perez sought asylum in the United States from socialist-controlled Venezuela. Like so many others whose countries of origin are wrecked racked with crime, oppressed authoritarian governments, and burdened by economic uncertainty, Williams wanted a better life. You know, there, that says a mouthful, uh, too. Uh, you know, the, these people claim they are coming here for a better life. When you look at America today, we are racked with crime. Uh, we are being oppressed by authoritarian governments. And we surely are being burdened by economic uncertainty. Uh, so, you know, this tells me that uh, America has become a third world country. Uh, these people have made our country what they fled from. Only here, our government puts them up in posh hotels, uh, gives them money, benefits, uh, yeah, I this I did this article uh, a month or so ago uh, to where I think it was in New York or New Jersey. These illegal immigrants could use an arrest warrant for ID. Yeah, an arrest warrant. Now, how far do you think you and I would go? Uh, say you went into the store uh, to buy a pack of cigarettes and they asked for ID and you showed them a warrant for your arrest. Uh, do you think you'd be sleeping in your own bed that night? Uh, but yeah, they could, they could do that. Now the story continues here. He found one in America. Eighty years later, he proudly stood before a judge in Kansas City, Missouri, raised his right hand, and took the sacred oath of citizenship. His wife was with him, tears in her eyes, as Samuel celebrated the culmination of years of hard work towards this incredible moment. Uh, Samuel said this ceremony means the beginning of a new life. It's actually some kind of relief to feel finally as a citizen, because for immigrants, you actually are a temporary resident and then a permanent resident. But you still feel a little limited. But now I feel very, very good, and I'm very happy. You know, he makes it sound like uh, 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 illegal immigrants here uh, being called a temporary a citizen is a bad thing. Well, I don't know any country. Uh, you know, as a white man, I couldn't go to Africa and say I'm a citizen. Who would want to? 
but I'm just saying, uh, of course, they're temporary residents. And there should be a temporary time limit that any uh, a person comes to America to where they have to leave. They should have to learn our language, be able to read English, and uh, actually even be a high school graduate of American history and culture and so forth. Uh, not what they were taught in their little third world countries. Uh, the article continues here to be an American citizen is have the right to a voice to help determine who represents you and government and who will stand for your ideas, values, and freedom. The U.S. Constitution limits the government to very specific tasks, and unlike other countries, it has stood the test of time. Well, it ain't standing very good now. Uh, uh, we're on our crutches. We're on crutches right now. Uh, next move is a wheelchair. Uh, the average length of a constitution in countries around the world is 17 years. In 246 years, America has had only one. That one vital document has allowed and continues to allow our citizens to live uh, free from tyranny. Well, anybody that thinks they're coming to America to be free from tyranny, better look at the news here. Uh, the Constitution also guarantees your right to life, liberty, property, speech, protest, worship, self-defense, and more. Rights that cannot be arbitrarily taken away by the government. Well, they certainly are, if you're white. Uh, to be a citizen is to be part of the great, greatest nation in the world. America has a rich history and countless examples of immigrants, explorers, trailblazers, entrepreneurs, and others who have risen from adversity to greatness. Absolutely right. You know, at one time, um, uh, America's immigration was limited to white Europeans, uh, people coming here to work, people that had our same uh, cultures, heritages, uh, and to build a history with our people, the white race. Uh, you know, uh, uh, these immigrants today, illegal immigrants, uh, they don't know what immigration was here at one time. <clears throat> you know, uh, white Europeans came here to build the country, not to, to destroy it. White Europeans came here uh, to work, uh, not expect handouts. White Europeans came here as uh, God-fearing people. They weren't gangsters. They weren't drug dealers. Uh, they, just, they just weren't all-around scumbags like the immigrate, uh, immigrants that are coming here today. Um, let's see where I left off. Only in America do these opportunities abound, regardless of country of origin, race, gender, or religion. Anyone can achieve their version of the American dream and build a life for themselves that is prosperous and free, as so many others have done over the years. Samuel and so many other millions of others understand that they have literally risked death to be part of it. Uh, one of the greatest responsibilities Americans have 
is to participate in our represent uh, participate in our representative government by exercising our ability to vote. As an American citizen, casting a ballot is a civic duty and a unique privilege. For naturalized citizens, this is a reward after tireless work, patience, and dedication put into the process of becoming a citizen. Now, look at how many uh, of these third world cockroaches have come across the border. As soon as they have a child, that, that child's feet hit American soil, they are considered a citizen. How the hell does that work? How does that work? That means this little uh, cockroach can grow into a big cockroach and participate in voting. You know, I'll take this article one step further. Uh, not only should it be American citizens that can cast a vote, they should be white citizens. This is a white Christian country. So, uh, my belief is, and there are many of us that feel the same way, white people have a vote. Now, I don't have any statistics or facts about this, but I would imagine, uh, say, a white person went to a non-white country, uh, there would probably be a string of things that they had to do to become a citizen in a non-white country. Now, you know, why would a white person want to go to a non-white country? But I'm just saying, if they did, uh, I'm sure it would be a stringent process to becoming a citizen. And I highly doubt that you as a white in a non-white country would be able to vote for anything. Plain and simple. Our forefathers founded America as a white Christian country. They got their laws from God's laws. And it was intended to remain that way. Just as black uh, nations and other non-white nations were meant to be uh, governed by them. That's, that's theirs. But it seems like uh, if you're white, you're expected to drop your culture, forget about your culture, your heritage, and your history, to appease third world scumbags coming here just to make them fit in. Uh, there's something wrong with that. Uh, clearly, some on the left do not think very highly of American citizenship. Otherwise, they would afford it the respect it deserves. In states like Maryland, New York, and California, non-American citizens living there can vote in certain elections. Absolutely unconstitutional for a non-white to be able to vote in America. Just like I said, uh, New York or New Jersey. These people can use an arrest warrant for ID. Uh, uh, this is ridiculous. Let's see. Uh, other states, like New Mexico, have been introduced legislative citizens to vote. This is lunacy. Non-Americans should not be allowed to vote in American elections. Period. Only American citizens should have that right. Does the government of Mexico allow non-citizens to vote in its elections? How about France or Germany? Of course they don't, nor should they. Uh, Mr. Swift Perez fled from a country 
whose leaders did not respect its citizens enough to give them a voice. Sounds like our country. So, you know, if you're fleeing a country and that's your excuse, don't come here. Don't come here. Uh, our government couldn't uh, get any more tyrannical than what it is. Uh, so you're not fleeing danger to come to America anymore. You're just leaving what uh, you claim uh, you're so oppressed by in your non-white country. You're coming here to the same thing. So turn around and go back. Don't come here. Uh, he, fled to a he fled to a place where citizenship has value and the citizen has rights. He worked for eight years towards this privilege, built a family, joined a community, and created a home. His work is valuable, as is that of countless other immigrants pursuing citizenship through naturalization. American law can, can and must respect this process and ensure that voting is a privilege held by and only held by the American citizen. And like I said, I add to that white uh, American citizen. Okay, I'm past my uh, hour mark that I try to keep the uh, show under. But uh, do one more article here. Uh, this Tuesday evening. This is unbelievable. You know, a while back, uh, President in name only, Biden, uh, was giving out uh, little kits in certain cities that uh, had crack pipes and uh, other drug paraphernalia. And now, uh, this uh, article comes from the Washington Free Beacon. The headline to this is, American or Biden administration is placing vending machines filled with drug supplies in rural Kentucky. A vending machine with drug supplies. Now, if that isn't aiding the drug pandemic in America, I don't know what in the hell is. Uh, the Biden administration is set to spend $3.6 million to deploy vending machines filled with drug supplies in rural Kentucky, an effort the Biden administration claims will reduce stigma for drug users. How is that going to reduce stigma? You know, that's somebody that, uh, uh, say, an alcoholic, and uh, they were trying to quit drinking. They went to AA. Uh, okay, better yet, have a, a vending machine filled with nothing but alcohol at an AA meeting. Now, how do you think that would fare over? How well do you think uh, that would go? But the Biden administration wants us. They think we're fools. They want us to think that by um, uh, giving these junkies supplies that it's uh, better. It helps them. Where if you use common sense, you can see that it doesn't. The project from the National Institutes of Health was launched in August and will study the effectiveness of harm reduction kiosks in rural Appalachia that contain injection equipment, naloxone, fentanyl test strips, hygiene kits, condoms, 
and other supplies. The vending machines allow drug users to obtain items such as syringes without interacting with a health professional in hopes of eliminating the stigma that comes with visiting an in-person harm reduction facility, according to the health agency. Eliminating the stigma. You know, the only stigma that is eliminating is showing people who are hooked on drugs that they have a problem. You know, imagine uh, sitting down with your child. Uh, suppose you find out your child uh, is doing heroin. And you sit down and try to talk to your child about how bad it is to do heroin. Uh, that heroin is not a good thing. And what if you did this? God forbid you have a child uh, hooked on any drug and only use uh, heroin uh, as injection. They're talking about uh, syringes in this vending machine. But you are t uh, telling your child the perils of drug addiction, heroin addiction, and they look at you and say, well, it can't be that bad. Joe Biden gives us needles. How would you counter that? How would you say uh, that just because Joe Biden is giving you needles to shoot heroin, it's still not a good thing? This is what they're trying to promote, that uh, doing drugs isn't a bad thing because the government will supply you with everything you need to do drugs. That's exactly what, what this uh, uh, Biden administration is doing. Passing out crap, crack pipes, now vending machines with uh, drug paraphernalia. You know, you know what's crazy? This stuff is drug paraphernalia that they're giving you uh, that you can get in this kiosk. It doesn't say how much it is. Uh, probably free, just to get more people hooked and, uh, you know, things like that. But do you realize, okay, say a needle. If uh, you're caught driving and uh, you have a needle and you don't have uh, insulin or, uh, you know, a reason to need a needle, that is called drug paraphernalia. And you are charged with such drug paraphernalia because it is used to uh, take drugs. So, you know... How is that going to work if one of these junkies is pulled over uh, while searching the car, they find a needle. This person has no medical problem to need a needle, and they write them a citation for having drug paraphernalia. And when it gets to court, the junkie says, it's not paraphernalia. I bought it out of Joe Biden's vending machine. Then what? See, I think this, uh, putting up these vending machines, uh, I've talked about it on the show a couple times, about how many uh, – I lost my train of thought. No, but anyhow, uh, vending machines for junkies. Now, and, and seriously, think about that. What would a judge do? If, uh, God forbid, you're a junkie, get caught with a needle and have to face the judge and you tell the judge the Biden administration gave it to you. 
Okay, that's I just I got my train of thought back. That's what I was going to say. Uh, about all these cities that went around and things like fentanyl and methamphetamine and stuff like that, if you were caught with it, uh, they wouldn't charge you. They were making uh, these horrendous drugs legal. Or they didn't come out and say they were legal. You just won't get charged if you get caught with them. Uh, so the same thing. Now, was that the build-up to get these uh, dope machines across the country? What's next? What's next? You know, it wouldn't surprise me the way things are going in America pretty soon. Uh, the Biden administration uh, will be putting uh, packets of heroin, uh, packets of methamphetamine, packets of uh, fentanyl in a vending machine. So, vendor, uh, so junkies can just go buy it from a vending machine. They don't have to enter the uh, dangerous trap house. No, Joe can give it to them. And probably for free. If you can't see that this is a uh, attempt, one of the attempts and one of the ways of white genocide in our country, you're not looking very hard. You're not looking very hard. You know, the more people uh, that overdose and die, you know, there's whites taken out of the equation because, unfortunately, uh, a lot of whites are the ones addicted to these drugs. And every time you see a drug bust and you look at the pyramid of where these drugs came from, and, you know, as the uh, pyramid goes up, you see all of these... Uh, White people at the bottom uh, with scab marks all over their face and their hair all disheveled, uh, uh, you know, uh, sunken in eyes. The, the white people, they're all in the bottom of the pyramid. But as the pyramid goes up, guess what? It's black people it's or other non-white people that are the big shots putting the drugs into the streets. And they don't use them. They know what it causes. Uh, but they want it, they, they make money. Uh, off of Whitey buying these drugs, and pretty soon, uh, Whitey's hooked pretty soon again. Uh, use your head, people. Uh, with that, I am going to close out this evening's show. I will be back here again on Thursday, September 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, two evenings from now. Uh, look me up on VK and True Social. VK is Russia's uh, alternative to Facebook. And ironically, you have freedom of speech on VK. Uh, it's in the Google Play Store. Download it, set up a, a profile, and uh, look me up on there. I'm under my name. And also on True Social. Now, you can follow the Rust Belt Klansman Show on True Social. Um, uh, download the True Social app or get it off the web and look up at the Rust Belt Klansman Show uh, and start following the show from there. Uh, right now, I just advertise... Uh, the shows and uh, when they are, um, are coming up and, uh, you know, things like that. But uh, later on, I'm going to add some more things uh, to the show's profile. Uh, start adding maybe some press releases uh, from the night's party, um, some uh, news articles uh, like uh, here on the show that I do. I put some of them up on uh, True Social. So uh, look up True Social on uh, look up the Rust Belt Klansman on True Social. It's at the Rust Belt Klansman Show. Uh, if you have any 
articles, news articles, ideas, thoughts, suggestions for the show, uh, you are welcome to email them straight to the show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Uh, very simple. It's all lowercase letters. Heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voice or a text message. Uh, unfortunately, I say this every show, I don't have time uh, to answer calls, but I do uh, listen to every voicemail, I read every text, and I read every email. If you send in a news article, uh, uh, I will uh, personally thank you for that. If you have a question, uh, I will answer that, but I just don't answer uh, the phones. Uh, but you're not ignored if you uh, email in or call in and leave a voice or a text message. I have an uh, event uh, to advertise, uh, which uh, I've been advertising, uh, but we'll give it again here because uh, it's, it's coming up, uh, well, I guess uh, three days, I believe. Yes, in three days uh, this event happens. Uh, and it's the uh, Faith Baptist Church Homecoming Conference, and that is being held September 16th, 17th, and 18th. Um, the conference is sponsored by Pastor Everett Ramsey of Faith Baptist Church in Houston, Missouri. Uh, attendance is free. And other speakers uh, to include pastors Charles Jennings, Don Elmore, Dan Gaiman, Reed Benson, Matthew Dyer, and Lawrence Blanchard. Uh, young People's Youth Activities will be under the direction of Alex and Jill Robb. For more information and to register, contact Linda Ramsey at 417-967-2011 or 314-814-1148. And uh, Pastor Thomas Robb is speaking at this conference. Uh, this is what brought it to my attention, and it was even taking place. Uh, Pastor uh, Thomas Robb is also the National Director of the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, uh, which just held their uh, Klan conference over Labor Day weekend. Um, if you missed that, be sure to check it out uh, uh, next year. It's uh, every Labor Day. Uh, you missed a good um, gathering there. Uh, so here, here's a chance to uh, hear Thomas, uh, Pastor Thomas Robb speak again at uh, this conference, and attendance is free. So um, pack up the kids. It's a family event. Pack up the kids and uh, go check that out. Now, let's see here. Um, we will end as we have been with a prayer this evening. I say it all the time. Uh, you can never get uh, enough prayer in your life. Uh, this prayer, now I get these out of a prayer book for men, and uh, uh, the prayer always has um, like a theme of what the prayer is about at the top, and uh, a little uh, where you can find uh, like the story to the prayer, or not story, but uh, where it comes from, from the Bible. And uh, the title to this one is Brave Enough. Lord, help me to maintain true in my testimony before you. 
I desire to speak truthfully regarding your good news and to be faithful to the promises you have made. I want to be slow to speak when I am uncertain, rather than quickly blurting out what I think is true. Give me the wisdom to to accurately speak of your goodness. Lord, many who believed they were speaking truth to others were instead pushing a false agenda without even knowing it. But they were too proud to hear the truth. May my heart remain humble before you so I may not seek my own glory and honor among men. I only want to hear the words from you. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you for your spirit who helps direct me along righteous paths of truth. Amen. Um, that is absolutely correct. And actually, <clears throat> uh, to God, and I, I do ask um, God all the time to guide me in my life and uh, in the show here, uh, because there are all there are many um, uh, false Christians out there, many, and uh, I'm sure uh, you can name a few of them. And uh, you know, I try to do. We are all sinners. Nobody is perfect, so uh, I'm not sitting here trying to say, "Oh, I'm perfect. Be perfect." Uh, that is impossible. Uh, we are all sinners. Uh, And none of us deserve the uh, uh, good gifts that God gives us. Uh, But that is his, um, out of his uh, graciousness for his people, which uh, his people, spoken of in the Bible, the Israelites, they were never lost. Uh, The tribes were never lost. Their past can be followed right here to the shores of America. Uh, If you would happen to have questions, some of my beliefs, uh, email the show or call and leave a voice message or uh, send a text and I can uh, point you in the exact place uh, to find them in your own Bible. Uh, you know, a lot of people think Christian Identis has this some kind of secret uh, Bible <coughs> to where we get things from, but <coughs> we don't. Uh, we use, uh, you can find uh, the things that I say right in your uh, King James Version. Um, I use the English Standard uh, Version myself, uh, and your, your answers are right there. There's no special uh, white supremacist book, uh, Bible, like uh, many may think. Okay, uh, like I said, I will be back here uh, in two evenings from now, uh, Thursday, September 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed this show, and I hope you join me uh, Thursday evening as well for a new The Rust Belt Klansman show. As always, from The Rust Belt Klansman, myself, the Invisible Knight, White Power!